Hey guys, welcome back to our podcast, 20s and Abroad. This is your host, Gerta and Carolina. Hi. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about her life and about her journey uh, within many countries. My first question is, Carolina, tell us please a little bit about your life, where you're officially originally from, and uh, yeah, give us a little bit of details about your experience within traveling, I would say. Okay, so... Well, I was born in Riga, Latvia. I'm the third child. Uh, we have quite a big age gap between my siblings. And uh, I came as a surprise to this family. <laughs> so I'm born in a mixed family. My mom is a Russian Tatar and my dad is a Latvian Polish. So I do have Latvian nationality due to my um, b- grandfather from my father's, uh, like my father's father. In Latvian culture, it's very common to have like that last name that passport and all and that was my ticket kind of but honestly I have Polish name I look kind of Russian (laughs) my skin color and my hair color is more like Tatarian and my Latvian nationality is because my dad had Latvian last name I do speak the language too but I only learned it when I was four Mm -hmm. so basically through these cultures the common language was Russian and I was communicating in Russian all the time until I went to Latvian kindergarten and I the language it was very difficult it was very tricky to learn and I started communicating mostly in that language and it had some troubles I was going to logopedy and I did this uh, undertongue thing I cannot really explain surgery or like it was like kind of little surgery so I can pronounce it words in Latin because we have very very difficult words I'm not going to lie like the most thing that we always say to foreigners just to shock them oh hell no <laughs> and back in the days i couldn't say it i just i couldn't my tongue didn't i don't know operate that i don't way. man i don't think i can do it now <laughs> no okay i grew up by and it took me ages to learn english i mm-hmm. learned it only once i moved abroad and my siblings as they were older they moved out quite early when i was young and they were already older, much older than me. And so I was basically raised as the only child, which was quite boring. But I always had my siblings just in case. But they were, my sister didn't even live in the same country with me. Mm-hmm. She moved to the Netherlands and that inspired me to apply there. Yeah. Well, throughout the 12 years of education in Latvia, I had to change school five times. Mm-hmm. Mostly because of the reasons, because I was bullied. Because, uh, yeah, Latvians are not, I would say, most welcome to foreigners especially the ones that speak Russian so I was kind of hiding the fact that I was nowadays I don't care I wouldn't say I'm the proudest but I'm kind of proud I speak such a difficult language and it of gives me so many far more opportunities that I ever expected and uh, yeah so also I was working in French cafeterias you remember because you were visiting yeah. me there quite often often man I often. worked there in my high school years and uh, I loved the job because I could always invite my friends and have the best time together. And, and your boss the... was French as well. And he was like, yeah, he was one of my biggest inspirations in mm-hmm. life. The guy came in the 90s to party in Latvia, realized it's a very <laughs> cool place to party. I completely agree with him. And uh, he was He's just cool. like lacking baguettes. So he opened his one cafeteria, second, third, fourth, sixth. Yeah, uh, I don't know, whatever. Like at the end, it was six, I think, or even seven places that he opened. And like, I worked in one of those and I loved completely the place. It was mm-hmm. 
amazing experience for me. And he learned Latvian and Russian. That was even crazier for me. Like, why would you want to do that yourself? Mm-hmm. But that it's, also it, shows that at any age, technically, you can just like learn any language. You yes, know? it's true. It's uh, but Latvian is such a such a difficult language. Mm-hmm. No one understands mm-hmm. it. How difficult it is. And he also obviously didn't have the same pronunciation that like we do, because for me, like I needed to go through all the disaster mm-hmm. to learn it. And you were born with it, so it's different. For but, sure. Uh, it's still extremely impressive for me. So he was also kind of my inspiration what happened like later in my life. So uh, after gradu- graduating in Riga, I moved to the Netherlands. It was like my little dream back in the days. I was always thinking, oh, it's so nice. It will cycle mm-hmm. everywhere. And there's a what? Sorry for uh, stopping you. What was the city you were? Uh, uh, the Hague. It was 30 minutes mm-hmm. away from the Amsterdam. Uh, my sister was living in a small city, but she didn't live there anymore. When I lived there, she already graduated. As I said, we have like eight year gap between yeah, each other, like mm-hmm. or yeah. And I moved there with my two fellow friends. So I moved there with my two Latin friends back day, back in the days, and it was exactly the opposite experience that my sister had. <laughs> really really disliked my university like badly unfortunately the course I was doing was not for me at all like mm-hmm. I tried to push myself to believe it was but it wasn't I did meet amazing people there I'm not going to lie but mm-hmm. it was kind of hard to adapt to Dutch culture at the beginning but now whenever I meet Dutch people I love them I just love mm-hmm. their way of life I love their way of thinking mm-hmm. so easygoing people in Latvian, we have that thing that we talk through flowers, runato yeah. putem, which yeah. I absolutely hate. You have to say, it means that you would not say things in straightforward. You're not straightforward, yeah. You're not straightforward. And in the Netherlands, they are straightforward. And often I thought, wow, that's rude. But actually, mm-hmm. this is the way I love. And once I came there, after a while, once I adapted, I realized that I'm in the right place because I have always been this way. And in Latvia, we were kind of pushed not to say things yeah. the way we want it's not mm-hmm. always the case I think in Riga is more specifically because my friends that are from other cities mm-hmm. they're very straightforward yeah in Riga we have such a mentality uh, it's hard to explain I would also I would also say the people that have uh, you know um different like you know parents from different backgrounds I would say different uh, nationalities uh those people are more straightforward I think also my parents always thought me kind of just do like speak through flowers I guess or just... yeah it could be but not in my case I was mm-hmm. coming from a very mixed family and I was not really allowed to say what I want to say yeah always because I was so like obviously rude which I'm not yeah. agreeing still no now you I don't remember you being rude you were probably the sunshine in the room so it's even oh. crazy for me to think that you know people saw you that way or something and, and when you said you were bullied it also uh guys I only learned about this like recently so yeah. I, I cannot even imagine I'm so sorry that you went through this whole you know crazy stuff but I mean well it crazy. was a disaster now when I look back it taught me so much because also I was talking to my friends here this because I never used to talk about it I think I started mm-hmm. talking like two years ago for the first time I said like it was actually very hard because often people think that I I'm so confident and I must be this way since like yeah. I was born because it's but no you'll just sometimes learn things hard way yeah 
So yeah, when I moved to the Netherlands, and I remember in the university we had to say like a little one minute uh, introduction introduction about yourself, and it was <laughs> yes. first time in my life I didn't had the courage to say that I come from family that have like four nationalities, but I did had the courage to say that I come from bilingual family. Mm-hmm. And now actually after that presentation, people came to me and they were like, "That's so cool! You speak two languages." And I was like why do you think that's cool? Like, I speak <laughs> Russian. Like, I was bullied for that. And they were yeah. like, no, it's so nice. If you would come to St. Martin, people mm-hmm. would actually love you. And I was like, what? That's insane. And in the first day, I think, of university, I met my best friend. Uh, one of the closest friends I have is Jenny. Mm-hmm. She was from Brazil. And she kind of, at the beginning, pushed me to be friends with her. <laughs> she wanted to be friends with international people. We were in a class full of Dutch people. So I'm very glad for that because Netherlands is kind of full of Latvians. And I was in a Latvian bubble. Yeah. And because I didn't speak English back then, it was for me just very my comfort bad. zone. It was my comfort zone. I was just yeah. hanging out with Latvians. I spoke my language. Mm-hmm. It was easy. It was comfortable. It was something I knew, but I wasn't happy. And Jenny was like, be friends with me. And I wanted to be friends with her. I think she also saw I was like not feeling too comfortable. And uh, then we started hanging out more and more and spent weekends at her place. We were together and then I to learn English. I was like literally pushed it. For the first exam, I raised my hand and I asked, what does this question mean? <laughs> Thank you, like, Jenny. <laughs> and they were like, Uh, well just try to answer it I'm like but I don't even understand the meaning of it and because Mm -hmm. Dutch people they be in a room or whatever but they do speak well English and that was my experience and I came and I was like what is this like how can I and I think first time I ever really learned English was when we went to a trip to Spain and I was with all my international students for like four days so I Four days straight, I had to speak only English. I didn't have the break to speak Latvian. And now when I live abroad, I don't even have the chance to speak Latvian in person. Only when I call someone, but it's not the same. Mm-hmm. Because once you see a actual person in front of you, the conversation is f- and it's through phone. Yeah. So, yeah, and uh, that's when I actually learned that it was like, I moved to the Netherlands at the end of August and we went to that trip to Spain in February so it was kind of a long road oh so but while you were in Netherlands you were living with how many uh, flatmates I had two flatmates at the beginning we got quite well along I am still in touch with one of them but I also I think obviously I would say not only their fault it's my fault for sure we didn't get along at all Mm -hmm. it was for me at the at that time it was like flatmates from hell <laughs> i'm not going yes. to even lie it's another thing to talk about but if i would move it i moved there when i was 19 if i would move now like four years later i'm 23 i would have completely different mindset completely different perspective yeah. i would do things differently but because i often didn't say what things that disturbed me yes and once mm-hmm. it was too much i definitely had some issues I'm not going to lie I had really like it but it was it was really really horrible living experience I had Mm -hmm. a completely different story but I think if you don't have peace at home if you don't have a peaceful environment where you sleep and eat and take a shower you don't have peace in your head (laughs) at all it's completely like the rest is broken and I remember Mm -hmm. when 
I hated the university too at that time. Like I really didn't like the course. I'm not interested in politics at all. And that's what I was uh, kind of studying. And uh, it was European studies, but it was part of it. And I dropped at some point and my parents were extremely mad, obviously, because I have proper Soviet Union time parents that you have to finish what you started. Yeah. And I got a job in Indonesian restaurants, which was actually came by accident. My Indonesia is like my dream country to go. I haven't been there yet because I plan to stay there for a while. Mm-hmm. And I don't have a time at the moment for that. And uh, I was just walking every restaurant. And then there was this very small restaurant. I didn't have no name, nothing. I couldn't even see. I came in. It was so small. I was surprised. And I looked and I saw a guy in apron. And I'm like, do you need a worker here, here by any chance? And he's mm-hmm. like, um, yes. <laughs> can I, when can I come? He's like, oh, come tomorrow at three. I'm like, um, That's okay, can awesome. I have the number or what we exchange? And I was like, well, that was odd. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if I will remember how to come to this place again because I literally couldn't see a sign. Yeah. And the next day I arrived, I was I realized it's an Indonesian restaurant and they put me as like a cook more. Yeah. Like Everything happens for a reason. Yeah. At first I was, I was making shrimp chips and all, and at the end of two months I was <laughs> cooking chicken by myself. And, like Indonesian food is like with loads and loads mm-hmm. of spices and all this chicken satay and kasha uh, too and all, all I don't know if I, I can even say the words yeah. the right way but I love the place and I love Indonesian food and I was working with Indonesian people it was great experience and I got enough money to come back home to my parents and say I want to do something I want to do mm-hmm. and they were completely against gap year and I said I have enough money I'm doing gap year and yeah. they were like they couldn't stop me anymore at that point because I knew that what I was doing made me so unhappy. I was crying every single day in that. I was like, don't remember a day without going, without like really tearing up. Jesus. And uh, so I understood that I love the people there. And I could now, if I move, would who would now? I would have stayed, obviously, because I knew the country, I know the country now. And the experience there that I knew wasn't the one that was for me. And now it would have been far more different. A lot of people don't understand me how I could not like Netherlands, but that was the part of it. But if I would have never, if that would have never happened, I would have never moved to my two best years of my life, which I moved Indeed. to Switzerland. And that just came by opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, I was at home. I had no idea what to do. I really wanted to move abroad, but you have to find accommodation. You have to pay deposit, the rents. It's a fuss. It's a fuss. And someone offered me, why don't you just try the au pair? And I even had no idea what that meant. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what is that? And it's like a babysitter. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't think I like kids and all. <laughs> I just applied for fun for the website. I talked to one uh, friend of a friend that was moving to Switzerland, which actually is now also one of my closest friends I could ever wish for. And she said, just apply, just check. And I received a message from Zurich, from a Dutch family. And they said, we actually had previous au pair from Latvia. And we visited her. And they said some countryside names. And I was like, oh, wow, you really visited if you know these names. And they wrote such a nice message. I was like, you know what? I will give it a shot. I will call them. And I immediately clicked with them, like really Mm -hmm. clicked. And immediately the same day, I met the previous au pair in yeah. my city she doesn't even live in my city and she was like willing to meet and she came 
to me and she said, Karina, the kids are old enough. It will be so easy. You will just enjoy your life. Go for it. Yeah, this is, I think, where you have to believe that, you know, what if it's going to be better than I expected, you know? And what I if... never, I have never, so for me, it was like, I had no idea. I had absolutely yeah. no idea. And I remember I knew that I will have to learn the language. And I graduated Riga State German Gymnasium. <laughs> oh, it's I a good, didn't good speak school. a word in German. Like, I cheated so bad that I can say my name is Carol. That's how bad it was. <laughs> and I realized it's German part of Switzerland. I was like, oh, no. Like, why couldn't it be Italian or French, whatever? Why I'm stuck with German again? And now, actually, I live in Austria and I do speak German. So oh, yeah. it's completely mm-hmm. different. Like, how life turned out, it's weird. But I remember when you moved to Switzerland, I was like, oh, my God, I'm so proud of this girl. This girl's, like, living her dream. It's just, but it's crazy through how much stuff you have been through. And but I, again, you know, you have to sacrifice something, I guess, in order to I, get somewhere where you belong. I sacrificed and you feel appreciated. Yeah, I sacrificed kind of like at that moment relationship with that was very, very rocky. No one was supporting me in this journey. Like that yeah. time I had a boyfriend that was completely against that idea. Mm-hmm. And my friends in the Netherlands were actually the ones that, like made me go through this because they were like now when like you have everything you can do you can do whatever and I'm like no I can't do anything I have no idea what to do mm-hmm. and my friends are like no now it's actually the time where you can really explore and I was like yes. okay and I took flight to Switzerland I arrived and I was like wow I was I don't know it was the place or the book I read that I can highly suggest like the things we see only when we slow down mm-hmm. and I was mm-hmm. really like just going for it and the family was amazing like really really great I'm still in touch with them and I moved Mm -hmm. out like over a year ago and actually I came I said I want only like four months maximum yeah because I was planning to move in uh, London actually the university I'm studying right now (laughs) and they were like oh but we need at least someone for half a year so we were like negotiating negotiating and after first month I arrived there I was like I want to stay longer because I came in like September, end of September, and they were like all the time, oh, but the summer in Zurich is so nice, you should stay. And mm-hmm. after first month, I came, and I'm like, you know what, I'm staying till summer. <laughs> and then after a couple more like months, I was like, you know what, I want to stay another year, but because I felt like I'm doing nothing there, I was only like, literally, the only thing I was doing, I was reading books, and I was going on a couple of dates, like, just to explore the single <laughs> life, and uh, yeah. meeting new friends, and partying, and traveling, and I was like, I need some responsibilities, because I kind of miss it, so we agreed that I will take farm course, so I was going every day, and learning it, and it was amazing, I'm so thankful, like, we agreed on mm-hmm. that, and I made so many nice friends, from those German courses from all over the world and one else to two of the closest friends I made like two three whatever from completely different side of the world like Indonesia Ethiopia mm-hmm. Iran like Hawaii you could never imagine like Zurich is such an international city it was for me like the best thing and I, this was the first time in my life I felt accepted cared about my heritage no one even really knew my country mm-hmm. and when I said like I'm actually coming from a mixed family people were thinking into it like wow it's actually nice and it made me think that it's actually it is nice because I have such a diverse view since I was born and 
that was the first time I really felt in my own skin in my life, which I think a lot of people don't understand why I love Switzerland so much, but it just, it was the place where I really felt right. Yeah, appreciated, you know. It just, um, like, made me to, I don't know. To yeah. be happy. To, yeah. And mm-hmm. the country is beautiful. And it's mm-hmm. it's just, like, it was two, two best years of my life. And when the COVID hit, I couldn't finish the German classes that I was supposed to. I was supposed to finish, like, C1 level. I only finished B2. And I got already accepted in London. I was actually planning to stay in Switzerland. But then I was, like... Kind of also COVID made me think I want to see the world more because I got so comfortable mm-hmm. in Switzerland. I needed to get kind of out of my comfort zone, but I always knew I will move back there. I still mm-hmm. know it. I still know it. And I go with this thought that at some point I will just move back. It's my dream place to be. I just want to explore the world a little bit before I do that. Mm-hmm. So, and but- I was supporting myself financially. So I moved to... Uh, I needed more money, more money than I saved. And I got a job in yachting, which is another story. Mm-hmm. I moved for two months. Like, yeah, it's, a, it's a actually such a messy story. I moved after they opened the borders. I stayed with my friends. I was doing the courses there to get the job in yachting. I got job job in yachting in three days. It will be completely another story. Oh, yes. Just give us like a little insight because it's such a cool story. Probably one of my favorites. Like I'm a <laughs> super big fan of yachting, so, like yachting industry. And this girl right here is also such a big motivation in that. So I always mm-hmm. love listening to you. So <laughs> thank you. Well, Go definitely ahead. will be another episode about yachting because it's kind of a mm-hmm. lo- loads to say. But a long story short, I arrived in France at the middle of July 2020. I was supposed to move to England to start my university in January and I was supposed to do online the rest, like the first semester. And the first week after I did my courses, university said, you have to be here till 9th of October. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wow, that's short. So I started a job immediately. And when you work in acting, you work like loads. You don't have free time. You don't have such a thing as free time. You don't have such a thing as a day off. Very rarely. I was working on a charter boat, which made that happen. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had to find a place to stay in London because I had to come there at the, in October, like before 9th of October. And it was a big, big disaster because I got scammed and because I had such a time limit and I didn't have time to search for anything. And I realized that only one week before moving to London. That's crazy. And I finished the acting job. Like I had one half month of experience and that kind of gave me enough money to go through couple months in London without any work mm-hmm. that's how I calculated it but the story ended up completely different obviously I arrived in Zurich to pick up all my stuff because I was still like had loads of things there I stayed there for 10 days and after three days of arriving I was sitting at my friend's house and we just started talking about scams yeah. and he was telling a story of his friend and scams and I sit and I start to get pale and sick and I'm like I think I'm scammed I'm really really sure I'm scammed mm-hmm. and three or four days before move like that night I couldn't sleep till seven o'clock in the morning because yeah. I was thinking okay what is my next step what is my next step? what do I do now what do I do now I was kind of freaking out but I wasn't ready to talk to like I haven't still said this to my actual parents 
because my mom is very emotional and she would probably want to give me some money mm-hmm. because I wanted to prove that point that I can do it on my own. Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want my mother to worry because I know that if I tell her she's not going to be able to sleep and all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I kind of found another place to live. But for... that's, sorry for uh, yeah. stopping you, but you got this place on Facebook, right? Like the rental Yeah, place. because also agency, like London is very well known for scams. Yeah. Agencies get you scammed. Private people get you scammed, whatever. And I was so strict about contracts and all. But still, like, if that person writes a fake name or whatever, that contract means nothing. Indeed. Crazy. So it's another story, like, a completely another story also, like, about mm-hmm. scams. Because it's so important to know that, especially in big cities as well. Yes. I have a few stories, too. <laughs> yeah, I think everyone kind of has. Because, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was crazy. I got another place four days before... And I arrived in London. I only lived there at the end only one month. And it was the best month because I always knew that there will be a lockdown coming up any mm-hmm. minute. So I enjoyed that one month to the fullest, like really to the fullest. I did so many things. I joined again ballet class. I used to be a gymnast. I was going to so I was meeting with my friends on the first day immediately. First day first was like, I arrived. I was like, okay, guys, I have no to do my friends took my new friends took me to library gave me all the books I need and then took me to the pub and we were sitting there for hours and hours like very classic British thing yes and uh, it was like really like I I know loads of people don't like London because it's such a hectic city but I had such such great experience I was studying I was studying in University of Greenwich and I love the I love the area of Greenwich. I love all surroundings, like all Canada water, Cutty's Heart, but whatever. It was great for me. It was like amazing experience. But I remember I was at the gym that day and they put TV on very loud and they said, okay, there's lockdown coming on. And I had flight to Latvia in like one month. And I was like, you know what? I will reschedule. So I went back home for two months. And mm-hmm. Latvian winter is pretty horrible thing. No sun, very cold. Horrible. And so very, depressing. Very- very very depressive depressing and uh i went to switzerland t- to celebrate my friend's birthday and we were all in lockdown so i was like in my bubble basically in switzerland and i was like okay what now london's in <laughs> lockdown i have no idea what to do again and my friends and friends out of nowhere just said like why don't you come and i was like you know what i will i went I, at the beginning i thought i will come for like two weeks and at mm-hmm. the end it's I stayed four or five months, but we were also in like full lockdown at some point. We had a curfew from six to six. I was in South yeah. of France. It was amazing to have sun. It was just like mm-hmm. we were a fresh new start. We were sunbathing in February. Like I could never imagine such a winter in my entire Must life. I love that. And we had like constantly some lockdowns, very strict restrictions. Like it's from six to six, we had to be at home. And weekends, we were not allowed to go out. And uh, all the time in masks and streets and all. And uh, then borders were closed. And I was kind of stuck there at some point. And then once the borders opened, I went to my sister's place. And I knew that I would start the job in yachting again. And then I returned back to France, pick up all my stuff. And I had to fly for work to Italy with the same boat I was working the previous year. And then from Italy, we were cruising back to France. And then the whole summer I was working three months, constant, constant job with only six days off through three, three months. 
we were cruising from like Italy to France to Monaco, Sardinia, Corsica, same, same story. And tested with COVID as every single week, like my nose is murdered so far, I would say. So it was lots of work. And then I took an exchange to Austria because I wanted to take the best out of the university years. And mm -hmm. I got accepted. It was either France in uh, Paris or Austria, like Vienna. They said Vienna, but it's actually not Vienna. It's Vienna Neustadt, which is half an hour from Vienna by train. Sneaky. Yeah, very sneaky. Which I accidentally found out in June or July. I mean, I think it was July through my friend. It's actually not where I thought I'm going. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, so uh, that was a crazy story how I actually got here. I will try to keep it very, very short. It was Saturday when I finished work. We got like, we still had guests on board till 12 at four o'clock. I had my plane. I still had to do the COVID test in the middle and the pharmacy was closing from 12.30 to two. So we arrived from, we arrived in Corsica in Bonifacio around nine, 10 o'clock. At 10.30, new girl comes that will replace me. I have to show her around three-floor yacht, what is where, what what do you have to do as your all your job tasks. Guests leave at 12. We all run to pharmacy to do COVID test. We come back. I show her around a little bit. I pack till the end. Eat a little bit. I take taxi. I go to airport. I arrive in Zurich because there were no direct flights to go to Vienna. I arrived in Zurich. I stayed there for one night with my host parents. Picked up a high heels because I had like wedding in one month. <laughs> then I I went on train and I had eight hour train from Zurich. And in Austria, apparently you have to book your seat, and I didn't because normally oh, no. I don't know in any country I traveled, I never have to book the seat. Maybe it's a thing, but I have I never knew about it. Mm -hmm. So true. Through those eight hours of train, I had to change three, four times because people were coming to me and saying, actually, this is my seat. And I was like, oh, I paid for a ticket, like quite enough money to assume that I have a seat. But no, it was quite a disaster. You didn't sleep. You were so tired. You didn't sleep the whole summer. I arrived in Vienna. I had to take the taxi. And the taxi driver was kind of freaking me out where I'm going. He's like, are you sure this is the right address? Are you sure we're going the right way? Are you sure Do you want to you will live here for 10 months? And I'm like, yes, please arrive. There's nothing. Like you have been here, yeah, do you know? I, I was there actually right afterwards. Uh, you moved in like two weeks later on. I think not even two weeks. It was like yeah. one. I was like, man, I'm visiting you. <laughs> like, so I nice. love it. Honestly, here. I, I like it a lot, but the first day I freaked out because it was mm -hmm. full of fields, warehouses, not even shop nearby. Mm -hmm. And little student recommendation when I arrived, and I was like, wow. So I met the other exchange student I came here with from England. I never met him before. And I was like, where the hell are we? What are we supposed to do? Why is it like <laughs> this? Like, And thank God the next day when we came to university, um, it was in the city. It's not yeah. bad, and we are, we are cycling here, and it's also another story, but it's, like, so far, my one of the favorite moments of my life, because I'm surrounded with exchange students from all over the world. I have a yeah. flatmate that is from Germany. My neighbors are, like, France, Denmark, Incredible Belgium, whatever. People. You name it, it's here. Yeah. Like, it's so I, international. And it's that's, so like, the greatest part about it. 
but um, exactly and you to... spend them because you're all international you want to see the world we were traveling exactly. to Budapest together you came with us to Budapest <laughs> I did. they went to we go to Vienna very often for the parties that we make parties here we go everywhere together like James Bond movie name it whatever we were just <laughs> we were like family we were stuck together basically yeah you are and uh, yeah university I would say is completely different than from England it's mm-hmm. also another topic because I just I cannot say everything in 13 minutes it's impossible. totally understandable but so far I would say Austria was like a really amazing choice I made in my life mm-hmm. and I will learn German by the end of the year so that will be fantastic too it's beautiful, even though we're very remote from the whole world, I would say. But I get to experience a real student life. I never lived in student accommodation before, which is also amazing because I get different insights in life. Mm-hmm. I never expected to live in student accommodation because it was so cheap here. I was mm-hmm. like, you know, let's try. Yeah. See, and I'm loving it. I don't think in every country it would be the same, but this one, because I think people are quite mature and decent, we get the proper mm-hmm. way. Exactly. This is such a good story. But I have one more question so we can, you know, okay. wrap this up. Um, like, tell us like three things you gained from your experience uh, while traveling abroad. Definitely would say that I'm far more adaptive, like cultural aware uh, than I have ever been before. My first like proper cultural shock was my like <laughs> because when I came to the Netherlands, I was coming from a very religious family. I had at that time boyfriend that was very like close to him and all that, and she was complete opposite of not not like I'm not saying not like this, but she was opposite of me as a person. She was so mm-hmm. much more open, so outgoing, and a completely different view on life, and she changed me completely. Very very like. You can only like say thank you to her like thousand times. Mm-hmm. That made me like far more adaptive to anyone because she came like very different for me, and sometimes it was for me difficult to understand her ways. But that's why I love her so much, and with all other people that I met because it went so much easier. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And um, two more patient that yachting taught me well because I was working under very different ways like I don't know pressure and all and French people always not the easiest ones to work with because I'm coming from a country where we don't show emotions and they Mm -hmm. they love it's the thing I also love about them but sometimes it's so difficult at some point and yeah even the girl that was replacing me she was from Sweden and I said you're probably more like me just be prepared and don't take things (laughs) personally you have to Mm -hmm. be just let things go a bit easier and I would say the third one is more forgiving because when I lived in Latvia I was holding grudges so badly against people Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I still do sometimes unfortunately but I let go a bit easier now but it's still it's a long way for me to go because I used to like yeah hold grudges so badly against people if someone did something wrong to me a little bit I was like oh or like how I remind you of this like for the rest of your life you will not get away from this but now I have become a bit easier I still have loads to work on but Mm -hmm. yeah I would say those are the three things yeah I mean hearing your story and you know the person that you have become 
um, is uh, truly amazing. And uh, I would say like one big takeaway from your story is also that I think always focus on yourself for your well-being, for your mental health and always put yourself first, I think, especially in your 20s, you know, and all the other things, your, you know, parents, environment, your people, friends, you know, they, they're gonna, the true ones will always stay there for you. They're gonna support you no matter what, but focus on your self happiness, I would say. So exactly, because at the end of the day, you are the one that you have. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But thank you so much, Carolina. This was a beautiful story. Thank I'm so you. happy we managed this uh, to, you know, go through your yes. whole story in like less than 40 minutes. Oh, God, so. yes. <laughs> so, yeah. There's but... still so lots to say. We definitely will need to do a separate episode about each country. But yes. I try to wrap it up as much as I can and still give some information. Agreed, agreed. So, yeah, thank you so, so much, guys, for listening and stay tuned for our next week. Uh, when we're gonna jump into our interviews with a bunch of people from different backgrounds and countries. So, stay oh, tuned. yes, it'll be so exciting. Yes. Yes. Okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs>